0: I sit down with my great friend, who I consider almost a little brother of mine, Ray, and he tells me a little bit about what helps him get by, including music, comedy, and cutting people out when you need to. I hope you enjoy the show. I am here with Ray. Hi, Ray. Hello. How are you doing?
1: I'm good, how are you?
0: I'm good um to get the show started, is there anything you want to tell us about yourself whether um just things you're interested in or
1: yep yeah. um so I am a, a local comic from Scranton, and you know i've I've done a lot of shows and recently i've been out to san diego I went out to West Virginia and sold out a show out there So that was pretty fun So I'm hoping to do Some stuff down in Florida as well In the the next couple months
0: That's cool And what do you like about comedy?
1: So my style of comedy I feel is It's like, I don't know, it's like very dry In a sense Like it's not mighty python dry But It's dry enough that you have to like Think about what I mean in my jokes, so you kind of have, kind of have like an image in your head of what I mean, like what I'm talking about.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard your jokes before. I know exactly what you mean. What do you enjoy about performing?
1: Well, for me, um, you know my my sets are known to be pretty inappropriate <laughs> to the, to the fullest. <laughs> so I love seeing the reactions of people when they're just. You know, they're watching my stand-up or listening to it, and they're just like, what the fuck is going on?
0: Oh, you like that? I,
1: I love that reaction. Oh,
0: that's so great. I make that reaction all the time. Shh.
1: <laughs> I <can laughs> also make that reaction when I'm just talking to you, too. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I just like that <gasps> feeling. And then it's like there's some people in the crowd that gets a little uncomfortable, right. and they kind of look like they're in a state where they can't move. But to just watch this train wreck of my standup, and it's just it's funnier to me to watch that happen than it is to actually watch my stand-up so you kind of have to people watch while you're seeing my stand-up
0: wow i never realized that before that's really really interesting because i relate to that i feel like there are times where i say things that like other people don't even find funny but I just say it because I want a reaction from them, and they don't even get that—that's what I'm doing, and they just react. And mm-hmm. fr- and I feel almost like bad about it because I'm like, I'm not trying to manipulate anybody, but it's like for com—it's usually like in a comic yeah. relief type of sense where I'm like, oh, like I don't know, just funny stuff. So that's awesome. I had no idea that. Um, I'm always just staring at you doing your comedy. right? Like, <laughs> what is happening right
1: now? No, you gotta, you gotta kind of people watch. It's fun.
0: That's cool. I like that. Um, okay, so, um, do you have any um, mental health struggles that you wanted to discuss, or mental illnesses, anything like that?
1: Yeah, you know, for a while, when when I was younger, I had a, I had like a lot of issues. You know, with my dad and stuff. Um And him not, you know, treating me as well as a parent should. And it was more so like I was always getting, you know, verbally abused almost every single day. Um, there was times where, like, if, let's say that, you know, I don't work on his car, he'll, you know, just stop talking to me for maybe like a week straight for no reason at all. And when I was younger... You know, I like, in my mind, I was just like, oh, this is just normal. Well, people do this. And as I grew older, it would, it just started, like, kind of overbearing on me. And then, you know, once my parents divorced, I was, like, about 14 at this time. You know, it kind of just got worse at that point because at that point, he was, you know, blaming me for the divorce a few years prior to that or what actually in the same year I saved him from a heart attack and then at that time when everything was happening with the divorce and stuff not only was he blaming me for the divorce he was blaming me for you know saving him from a heart attack and it just he he made you feel so bad about what you've done instead of you know showing you like how proud he is of the good things that you're doing like, he didn't even focus on that, and there's never been a time where, you know, he's, he's never said, like, he was proud of me at all or mm-hmm. anything like that. He kind of, you know, he kind of, like, glorified my sister a little bit more, and, you know, even though he was he was pretty bad with her as well, it just made me feel that she was, like, the golden child of everything. And then, you know, my mom does that to me, too. Where she's just like, oh, well, you know, look at Jess, this and that. And it's really hard to kind of, you know, go through that at such a young age. And then going through, you know, high school and stuff. There's a part of me that's like, I could have done better, you know, in school. I've kind of, you know, done a lot of things differently. But there was just that always, you know, kind of self Telling thing that was just like, you know, this is what you're going through every day, you know, coming home every day, listening to my mom, you know, talk about how many good things Jess is doing. And then there was, I just, you know, didn't feel like I was good enough at all for anything. And, you know, that took a toll on me for a while. And then for... For years, I've been actually just bottling everything down. And then there's like times where I would just blow up on people for no reason. Like all my friends, you know, I would just blow up on just because it was more of not something I meant to, but it was just like a little thing they would do piss me off. And it was just at that point, because I'm bottling everything down inside me, it's just all coming up and it's like things you know i don't i i don't mean to say to people and i do feel really bad after i do it because you know after you know you say all these bad things about your friends and uh, to their face at that and like within five minutes you're cooled down you're fine they're mad at you because of what you said and it's something that you try to explain to them but it's something that you know they can't understand
0: yeah I think that uh, one of the biggest struggles with mental health are that um, are the behaviors that you do that people don't understand. And you don't maybe always understand them either. I mean, I like my own behaviors I don't always understand them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could be really frustrating. but what do you when do you think that you started to realize some of this stuff? that like how that had affected you as a child and how it affects you today
1: so I think when I when I was like younger and this was like a lot of stuff that you know I went through was more coming up in my head when I was like more of a teenager and at that point you know I would do you know stupid stuff like I would do like backyard wrestling where you know I would just have glass. And all that kind of stuff. I would just get hit with and stuff. And yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty bad because, you know, I would just I would come home, you know, not say anything, and then like I would have like all these like
0: Cuts Cuts on you.
1: Well it was like all cuts on my back and stuff. Like I would try to do it where, you know, not a lot of
0: It was just not normal kid behavior maybe. Like it was. Right, yeah, no, that was that was
1: nothing. And then as Around that time, you know, I was just freaking out on everything and it was just becoming way too overbearing to the point where it was just like, you know, I, I've actually tried to kill myself and, um, you know, I, it was more so like I tried to hang myself and then I couldn't tie like any knots right, Mm -hmm. so it didn't work.
0: I'm so happy to hear that.
1: Yeah. And it was just like, you know, part of me, you know, still thinks about that. And it kind of makes me think of, like, that whole, like, scenario. It's like, what would happen if this actually did go through with it? And then, so some of those scenarios still go through my mind, but it's not something that I would say, like, I constantly think about where it's like, oh, why am I here, this and that. Because, I'm you know, I'm starting to kind of, like, deal with the whole like, situation, it doesn't, nothing really affects me as bad as it used to. Um, but when I was younger, it was, it was just too overbearing for me at that point. And, you know, I lost a lot of, you know, a lot of sleep. I wasn't sleeping and stuff like that. It was, it was not, you know, good time.
0: Yeah, I don't think I ever realized that.
1: No, you know, because I, I try to... Like, something like that is not something I tried to bring up at all. Right. And even that, I tried, you know, not to bring it up at all either. It was just something that I was like, you know, this, this kind of happens. And then after that situation did occur, that's when I kind of, you know, realized it's like there's so many better things that I could be doing. And it kind of made me see, like, the better side of life and... You know I started to become more happier, and then it was just more so where it's like I started thinking that like there's there's other people that have a way worse than I do,
0: yeah. and
1: you know this kind of thing it's just it's like only temporary and then you find something that you're really you know passionate about, and then you just kind of stick with that and that kind of is like your happy place
0: and what are some of the things you're passionate about
1: um you know I Music is probably one of the biggest things that I really love. Um, I really loved, you know, going to shows and stuff, you know, seeing a lot of people there. And the one thing about going to, you know, the kind of shows that I went to, it was more like everybody there went almost through the same kind of situation. You know, there were some people who had a tough time at home, there was other people you know, may have not had that same situation, but they can understand, you know, what you can go through, something like that, you know. And it was just more like everybody was there for each other, and it was it was not like, you know, something I've never had before, and it was, like, really fun. And it was, like, every weekend I was going to shows, and then, you know, that, that eventually stopped with closing of some venues, but even now it's... You know, I'll still show up to some some bands, and I'll see everybody, and it's it's a it's a good time.
0: What kind of shows do you go to? So
1: like I they were more like punk, hardcore shows. It wasn't, you know, like a a friendly vibe. You know, they're like violent shows, but it was more so. It's like if you know someone hit you or whatever. It's like they're not doing it out of you know, they, they're like mad at you or anything, it just happens. And it actually releases a lot of stress. And so that's, at that time, that's when I, you know, when I started going, I started relieving a lot of stress out there. And it made me kind of overbear my situation.
0: I think that's really cool. I think that's a good outlet. I mean, I'm always like busting about the hardcore shows. But for real, I think it's a good place because i think everybody there as you said has a mutual understanding and um, has a lot of shit going on in their lives usually and then that's kind of like a safe place take out your aggression on each other well, yeah. and listen to good music
1: yeah and you know everybody's so nice to each other yeah
0: yeah like you guys just mosh and stuff it's yeah. just kind of like yeah that's fun
1: you know you, that's that's mainly you know how it started was when i started going to those kinds of shows that's when a lot of stress started relieving from me and honestly that's one thing i would tell anybody to do is like if you're going through something like that is to just go to like hardcore shows because not only is this environment a good way to relieve stress it's more so the bands that are playing uh lyrically it's almost like you're seeing yourself in those same situations. So you're almost going ahead, listening to these songs, seeing that same situation, and then, and you know, the music's great. No, there's a lot of bands that I still listen to where like a lot of lyrics hit home for me.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that was really cool. Thank you for sharing so much. I appreciate that. Is there anything else you want to add before we start going into the questions?
1: Not really. You know that that's mainly you know what I had like ideas of. Yeah. And yeah, you know, past experiences.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, we'll talk about them a little bit more, but we'll, as the questions go on. So, I wanted to ask, what does a bad mental health day look like for you?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So if you're having a bad day, what what is that usually like?
1: So it's it's like really stressful, and you know sometimes I can deal with it, and then sometimes you know when it really hits me, it's mainly at work because I will have because I work as a uh, teacher assistant, so I go ahead and I you know I, I talk to students all day long and I just help them out with their with their homework and stuff. It's not that bad of a job, but it's it's to the point where, you know, you'll have some students that are really angry. They want their stuff done. And I get it. You know, I would be in the same same shoes as them. But it's more when they're yelling at me, I'm not having a good day. And then that's just building on. And then at one point, it's...
0: It's overwhelming. It's
1: It's so overwhelming that I have to leave. Because I would be shaking. And it's like, I could... You know, if I'm... If I'm working from home, it's a little bit easier for me. You know, I can calm down a little bit more. Um, you probably
0: have more space to do that.
1: Yeah, because you can't, like, scream at work. So...
0: Yeah. Um, Just some of the behaviors that you have, like, to relieve stress are not accepted yeah. at work.
1: So there's, like, some people who just keep going on and on and on. And it'll get to the point where, you know, it's not something I'm getting mad at, I'm just getting so frustrated because yeah. my stress level is going so high. Like, I'll start, you know, like, punching my leg at work. That's only because, like, I can't, you know, I can't punch my desk because I'm not, I, I don't want to, you know, get fired from my job because it's, it's a good job and I really like working at my job and everything. But it's like, it's a little easier working from home because if that stress level does go up, I can just go ahead, you know, punch punch the couch on the side of me and then um, i'm fine and then i could just take a deep breath and it's a little bit easier to do um i do also have like a problem with like the fluorescent lights Mm -hmm. like because they all they're always around and then when that's blaring down on my screen it's hurting my eyes at the same time and then it's more so causing so much more stress on top of that I'm getting like migraines, headaches, and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, it must run in your family because Jess gets the migraines too.
1: Yeah, I don't get them as bad as her though. She's, like, there's some times where she really gets them, mm-hmm. and you know, there's some times where you know, I think she just has like a small headache, but she makes it seem more. Like I think most of it would is probably in her head, but
0: yeah. So, when you are at work and that happens, like, do you, like, how do you kind of, what do you do? How do you deal with that? How do you cope? Take a lap. Yeah? Take a lap.
1: (laughs) I take a lap. That's, Just, like,
0: take a walk around the building?
1: No. I just, like, I walk away, I go to the bathroom, I come back, and then I'm fine.
0: That's good.
1: So, I mean, that is something that, you know, if I don't have time or I can't go home, I'll just go ahead and do that real quick, and then it's fine. Cause I, I I can calm down really quickly. It
0: sounds like it. That's
1: one thing that's good, but
0: it's just that feeling is probably really rough in the moment.
1: Yeah, cause it's more so. It's like it it builds up like all my chest, and then it's just like something like I want, like I just need need to like scream, and then it's like, you know, you can't.
0: I know. It's so. uh, It's like that's kind of (laughs) like repressing stuff all day. I mean, I feel like I'm like that at work too, just like in different ways, like just in crying, like if I get overwhelmed, but I'm that way as well, just in different, like I said, different ways, like Mm. I will cry or I'll have a panic attack and I'll just, I'll be fine, but I need to have that space to like freak out and it's embarrassing and people don't understand and I feel like people are looking at me and that's something that I hate and I feel like so many people have stuff like that.
1: Oh, yeah. What's nice is, like, my department, at least, you know, there's a lot of, you know, younger people, Mm -hmm. like, towards my age even, and they they completely understand where it's, like, where your stress levels are so high that you're just, like, I need to get away.
0: Right. And so that night, like, after work, like, what will you do? Like, do you usually, like... I mean,
1: so, it depends on the night. So, if there's, like, an open mic night, you know, I'll do my stand-up bomb because no one listens to me (laughs) um it's still fine I don't mind but you know there there'll be like one or two people who listen but then on off nights
0: does it help you feel better
1: yeah I mean because you know I see all these other people and I'm just like a I'm a big people person I like people so you know I'll see I'll see some people that I know at you know at the bar and say hi to them and talk to them and stuff and it's it's a good time But then, you know, on nights that I don't go to open mics, because we never have them here. I'm either at home, you know, I'll play video games, and then it's like, I also bowl on, like, Wednesdays, so.
0: I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, it's, I like bowling. Bowling was, always one thing. I like bowling, too. It's fun. And then you get into a league, and then it gets competitive, and then then you hate yourself because you know that you can bowl higher than what you did and then you suck <laughs> one night
0: but <laughs> it's whatever
1: like the, so there's like times where like i bowled and then I'll, I'll bowl like really shitty and then i'm just like i hate everything hate this hate that and
0: you get stressed out about it
1: yeah
0: um so do you are you like are you good at bowling
1: so, I used to be very good when I was like 11, 12 years old. I hit my first 300, and then I went into this thing called the USBC. Um, and then I hit my second 300 there. And then at that point, I just kind of stopped bowling. And I got some scholarship money, which was nice that I never used because I just never went to college. And at that time, I'm like, like now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, you know, I'm kind of glad I just didn't go to college because uh, now I'm not in crippling debt, which I feel...
0: <laughs> yes. I have, like,
1: <laughs> at least I don't have that stress. Like, that I
0: figured... is nice that you don't have that stress.
1: And so, I mean, it wasn't even much. It was like $500. And I'm like, oh, this will pay for my books. Great. Uh,
0: right. Like, one semester. Probably. Not even. Yeah. So that's crazy. But that's good. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Well, um, thanks for sharing that with us. How would you... I guess if you had advice to give others, what would it be as far as if they are having a hard mental health moment or um, day? Like, how would you suggest they calm themselves down or um, find peace?
1: So from my experience... Now, I've always been in... Like, it depends on, you know, the situation. But usually what I would try to do is... I would refer them to some bands to listen to. Because, now my girlfriend, who... Very opposite of me. She doesn't listen to the same music as I do in... Whatsoever. Like, she'll listen to, like, more, you know... Stuff that's on the radio. Like, poppy stuff. Mm -hmm. And so... know when she's having those bad days I will go ahead and just like listen to this death metal band or listen to this you know heavier band and you know she'll listen to it and she'll feel better because it's something the way that a lot of music that's on the heavier side like black metal grindcore or even like death metal it's something in there where it's just like it's very aggressive it's heavy and it just calms you down a lot quicker than it would be to, you know, listen to like a pop song that's like in a happy mood, and you're just like, I want to fucking listen to this. I'm in, I'm pissed off.
0: That's
1: not how I feel right now. <laughs> right. So I'm like I'm I'm pissed. I don't want to do this. So then when you listen to like a, you know, very pissed off song, essentially, it makes you feel a lot better because you're just like, oh, this person feels exactly how I do. And so then yeah, there's so then you could there go into that that's
0: route. therapeutic. And so uh, I so Mia will listen to it and she likes it. Like yeah. when she's like in a special kind of mood though.
1: Yeah, um like sometimes she'll just be, you know, driving around like her brother or whatever and she'll just text me and she's like, oh, I just listened to Cannibal Corpse and now I feel that's better. That's cool. Like, yeah.
0: Aw, that's so nice.
1: I think it's because Cannibal Corpse is the only band she actually knows. Yeah, but I think it's because she just heard me say it a bunch of times, and that's how she remembers it.
0: Well, at least she's listening, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that, that, that's true. Yeah.
1: But yeah, and so she'll just listen to them, and she'll feel a little bit better. But I, I could see why a lot of people would be turned off to the idea of listening to them, and it's because of, you know their their lyrics are not like.
0: Well, they're not, like, you, you, yeah, I mean, I know, but a lot of people I know really love metal music, and I've heard that before, where it's therapeutic.
1: It's a very, you know, big stress reliever, and it's, I think it's even been scientifically proven, too, that it does relieve stress, Mm -hmm. and so I feel like, you know, it's just like, just listen to that and honestly you should feel better afterwards because I mean and it also depends on you know the mood that you're in like if you're just like pissed off that's the music you want to listen to of course you're not gonna want to listen to like you know that music and then you're just like sad
0: right, it's, like, right. It's a different
1: it's a different you know scenario so of course you want to you want to listen to something more to beat when you're sad and in that case I would probably Suggest like ska bands.
0: Ooh, I like ska.
1: Ska's great, and yeah. not enough people listen to it. And I feel like more people would be a lot happier if they listened to ska.
0: It is so fun. Well, okay, so give me three bands, metal type. Okay. That you would recommend to somebody if they were like, having a rough time.
1: Hmm.
0: It doesn't have to be three, and then but however many, and then ska ones too. So.
1: You know, you don't want to, like, dive right into, like, you know, really heavy stuff. You kind of want to ease your way into it. So what I would do is I would recommend listening to Turnstile first. Now, Turnstile is more, like, you know, more mainstream in, you know, that kind of genre. Um, But... They're more so like an entry level kind of band where it's like anybody could just listen to it. And it's like, and their lyrics are very great. Their, their lyrics are probably one of the better written
0: mm-hmm. out of all of them. That's cool.
1: Out of their albums, I would just listen to um, Pressure to Succeed and Step 2 Rhythm those are the only albums that ever like i really liked their other stuff goes like way too uh, experimental and it's cool for a band to actually do that right but no you don't need to listen to that at that point so if like if so this is more so if you're like really bad start with that and then progress into heavier stuff so in that case i would go into like obituary obituary is a great band if you're looking for something a little bit heavier, you could even go into Entombed, which is a great Swedish death metal band. Um, they're actually touring soon, so I really want to see them. But they're, that those are probably like the top three bands
0: okay.
1: that I would recommend someone who doesn't actually listen to that type of genre. They would probably like turnstile over anything just because of how their lyrics are written. It's more they're more, like, relatable than it is with these other bands, where these other bands are just, like, talking about, you know, killing people, essentially.
0: Right, like, they're very dark and doomy. Right. And, yeah. yeah. And
1: so you don't... You would more relate to a, to Turnstile than any other band, more so. Uh, that's how I got into them, because their lyrics were really relatable. If you're sad, uh... There's so many ska bands I like.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, you know what? Leftover Crack is definitely one of the, one of my favorite ska bands. Um, You know, you want to probably do something with horns. Less Than Jake. They're pretty fun. I
0: love Less Than Jake. They have a lot of good lyrics.
1: yeah. And then I would even do the Suicide Machines. The Suicide Machines are very relatable, too. So those are, you know, three bands that I would recommend if you're, like, a, in a, you know, crummy mood.
0: That's awesome.
1: So, um, honestly, all their albums are great. That's just my, my yeah, take. Yeah, that. right. I li- I like the I like that music.
0: Yeah, me fun. too. So I'll check those out then. I have five new bands to check out, so... Well thanks for sharing that. So we'll move on to the next question. Let's see. What escape do you use to help yourself going through mental health issues?
1: So uh with that, you know, like like I said, you know, before, like my my escape at the time was going to like hardcore shows. Moshing was like a big escape for me because it just like took out a lot of stress. And then a lot of people there, kind of you know, like very down-the-earth people, everybody wanted to get to know you. And then if you were like in a bad mood, you know, they would actually talk to you and they it almost felt like you were home. I don't want to make this sound like it's a cult, but it's...
0: I don't think it's it sounds like a cult. A cult. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. But it's not a cult. It's just that there is like there's a special experience that you only understand if you're there. It's, right. And you know, yeah. It makes it's like a special bond.
1: Right. And if someone, you know, who wasn't even involved with that with that kind of scene, they weren't involved with that kind of music at all and they went to this, you know, they may they might see it as kind of like a cultiness. To it but there's really not everybody's just really nice
0: right right yeah I could see that though I went to like a festival over the summer and it was in a small town in New York and it was a folk festival oh, really? but they had a culture and and I didn't really know anyone there um mm-hmm. it was very interesting but I felt very much like like on the outside kind of or like mm-hmm. what's going on here or like what kind of bond do, does, does everyone share but then as I spent more time going to the shows and stuff and being a part of that I really oh yeah yeah and there's like
1: one thing that I can even like rest assured you is like you can just go up to anybody and talk to them mm-hmm. like no one's gonna be
0: and that's oh, how it was there stuck too. Off. Right. That's how it was there too. Like obviously I went back, so like everyone was like really nice. And that that was cool because they that was more of like jam band music. Oh like. yeah, jam band's great. I yeah. love that. I mean for me I'm like a little hippie child, but oh, yeah.
1: yeah. But yeah, it's you know, jam band's cool, you know, you could just kind of sit back and kind of just like relax to it. And that you know, that's kinda of something that, you know, a lot of people should get into as well. On, like, the metal side, it's, like, we know we have stuff like that, too. You know, we have, like, doom metal. Doom metal is very, like, a dreary kind of sound. And it's just, like, something you could just leave in the background and just kind of, you know, pass out to or anything like that. It's, It's not something that's, like, so, you know, heavy with, you know, drums or guitar distortion. Well, there's a lot of distortion in it, but it's, like, very slow. And it's just... It, it's it's more so like the jam band of like that world.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, what do you think? Um, how do I phrase this? Um, how do you how do you handle being in a relationship and also manage your mental health?
1: So it, I mean, there there's some times where too much will, you know, take effect on me, you know, there's times where I can't, I I don't want to be bothered, so, you know, it's like, on top of that, you know, I don't know how to say that as well, because it's like, you know, Mia would go ahead, and it's just like, you know, we'll just be texting, but then at like one point, I'm like, I don't want to text anymore, (laughs) I just want to be do my
0: own thing like i just want
1: to you know play my video game that's it and then i don't know how to say that so i'm constantly not saying anything and then i will just like text you know really fast and i constantly text fast so if i see like someone messaged me and my head for whatever reason i have to get them i have to get back to them as soon as possible Other people don't think that way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm the only person that thinks that way where it's just like, I have to get to them that time.
0: I'm like that. I mean, I've been like that, but now I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm not. But I understand that feeling, though. There are some people for me. Like, there are people for sure. Like, if I'm with somebody, then absolutely I want to text them back right away. Yeah. But, like, so I get that, yeah. But I also get what you mean, like, where you're just, like, I don't want to be by my phone. But I think that other people have a hard time understanding that, too.
1: Well, I know she would be understandable. like Right. Understanding. If, I, if I told her, it's like, hey, I'm going through something. Just let me be. And then there was, like, times where it's, like... You know, she, she's seen me freak out a bunch of times, and it's not something that I like to do in front of her, because mm-hmm. it makes me sound like I'm a crazy person, and I don't like that. Right. So I've been trying to kind of get a handle on it, and, I've, and I have been doing pretty well over the last few years, but it still comes out from time to time, and that, you know, it, it just happens, and so... She she wants to talk and it's fine. I understand, you know. That's something that I would do. I would want to do too. Is like just talk about what's going on. But a part of me is just like, I have no answer for you why I act the way I act. I mean, if I were to say, because I don't, for whatever reason, I don't believe in seeing a therapist. I don't know why.
0: You and Jess share that.
1: Jess goes sees a the therapist though, so she, she tries. <laughs> she's better.
0: Well, hey, Wait, I mean, does she lie? Lie? No, she. I said she tries. Oh, she
1: tries. Yeah, no, 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 no. No no lying, no lying.
0: Sorry, sorry. Um, No dirt here. So (laughs) yeah, well,
1: so like, I don't believe in going to see a therapist, and you know, as much as what
0: do you like? Why do you know why? Like, I mean, you don't. I know you just said I don't like to explain why, but like, I just what What (laughs) do you have? You put thought into that? Like, like I,
1: I've, I've thought about it, and it's just like. You know, it's like whoa it's just you know, a talk and it's like something like this is something that's like I'm not used to. Like it's something that I don't really like to go ahead and talk about. And when I s when I you know, I was on Facebook and I saw that you posted, it's like, oh, who wants to be on my podcast? I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do this. One time.
0: That's it. <laughs> wow, well, I am honored. I am honored. Wow. This is my therapy. That's okay, well, it. I'm definitely not a therapist, so don't, like, let's take oh, no, anything it's okay. I say. You're
1: judging me with every word, so Absolutely
0: not. Please. I
1: know you. But, yeah, it, it, it was just, like, something that, that is something that I, I believe, and I don't know why. I feel like, as much as this is not true, for whatever reason, I feel like I go see a therapist... You know, it makes me look crazy, and I don't want to look that way. And I don't know why I think that way. Yeah, because it, it, it's obviously not true. Because you know, just goes to see it. Even yeah, even
0: uh, I do. Right, but and, I'm and kind Tony,
1: of crazy. he goes to see. Yeah, him. and with that being said, it's like you know, all my friends go see them, and it's just, it's just something I can't get over with.
0: That's okay. I mean, there's like other ways. So, so you said that you like in the past few years have been doing well. You know, like, and like I wouldn't
1: freak out. So right, right. And so, how did really that really affects me anymore?
0: Yeah, how did that happen? Do you think it was just like a maturity thing, or
1: probably? But it, it was just like at one at one point. You know, it's just like I. I was like, I just don't give a fuck anymore about what happens, and. Uh, That's really how I felt, where it was just like, you know what, well, why should, why should I care with all this bad shit that's happened to me? Why should I let it affect me? And it was just like something that just hit me one day. There's been times where, like, I'll have, like, you know, my bad moments, everybody does. Right,
0: well, of course.
1: But when I'm having those bad moments, I would just, like, I'd write down because I'm, I'm now going to be in this, like, black metal doom band. So I'm just, like, writing all these lyrics. I actually do them as poetry, just because my friend Gary was like, oh, you should do this as poetry, it's really good. I was just like, well, yeah, maybe I will. And then the girl who does uh, Poets Live, she put me in her anthology book.
0: <laughs> I'm in that book, too.
1: Yeah. That's I, I so, didn't
0: I didn't know you were in that book. Yeah. Oh my lord, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, so, I, you know, I started doing that, but it's just like...
0: I would love to read your poetry. Yeah,
1: I'll show you it. It's, yeah. I mean, like, so, the one thing, it's like, when I started writing my songs, it's like, one thing that I know of is just like, it's gonna be very dark. And my one, one of my songs that I wrote, let me see if I can find the, um... the the chorus to it actually because it's like it it gets pretty dark at some point and you know it's fine because when when Jess was actually you know I was showing her these and I was like oh what do you think about this she's like are you okay (laughs)
0: like
1: I need to know and then I'm like yeah no I'm fine why (laughs) and she's like no they're just like it's just how they're they came about let me see here Like, the chorus of this would go, like, ant- anticipation like a noose hanging around his neck waiting for the day the broken chair gives out. So, that's honestly, you know, a metaphor of, like, oh, like, almost like a hanging kind of thing. Right. So.
0: That's, but I have to say, as a fellow poet, that's pretty amazing. Thank you. you
1: <laughs> But, it, so, like, that kind of ventures out to, like, what my songs are. Like, how they're going to be written. And then, you know, I kind of think about it. I'm like, I don't really like... I don't want to have people, like, singing that along. But I know it's going to happen. And it's just... That is something that, you know, I just have to kind of get over. But it's just, like, something that, you know, people will read that. They're just like, oh, there's something, you know, obviously wrong. And it's not really that. It's just more to the point where it's just like, I accepted you know, things that are just going to happen. There's going to be bad days. I just all, at one point, I just accepted this. And after that, it's just, it's been kind of like smooth sailing after that. You know, I've been, you know, I want to say, you know, I've been happier. And I I don't want to say I was like depressed because I even, even then I wasn't depressed. I was just more like, constantly when you're getting constantly told that you're broken you're gonna be unsuccessful and then my dad would like say things like oh he would say those that's this is all mainly coming from him but then he would say oh i wish i never had you Mm -hmm. stuff like that and then when that's constantly being told to you from when you were only like five years old yeah up until now like even now, like I don't even look, I don't even talk to him, so it's a lot easier on me. And I think that was like one big thing that that kind of helped the stress level is when I kind of just almost pushed him out of my, well not pushed, but I kind of just like forgot about him out of my life. Like I just didn't want him in my life at all because it was just more like I don't want to go through that. And I think that's one thing that just needs to understand as well because she went through the same stuff as me me a little bit more because i was constantly around him because at the time that you know Jess was able to leave the house and go do things you know like you or right with tony or whatever she was able to escape it i will say that and then me constantly being around you were young yeah i was just getting hit with it all the time every morning So I kind of just had that mentality, Mm -hmm. you know, for a while now. And honestly, I've never felt better about myself. I've, you know, I've been happier every time that I kind of just like do my own thing. And it's more like I've released so much stress. It's almost like the feeling of when (laughs) someone, you know, breaks up with their significant other... And where it was like they were like in a really like bad situation, they were like being abused and shit, and you know they left them, they're they're away from them, and it's just like almost like a breath of fresh air. And that's how that's how it actually felt, and then from there, you know my stress hasn't been as bad.
0: Yeah, you like finally got that negative attachment out of you. Oh
1: yeah, and it's more so. You know, like, you're gonna have your stress either way. Yeah, right. that, that's of always course. Gonna, But you're yeah. not gonna have that constant, like, negative stress.
0: Like, that feeling, like, that bad feeling you would um. have when, like, you had to interact with him and like, right. it was stressful and then you'd be upset for, like, however long after or something. Yeah,
1: it, it was always pretty bad. And yeah. I think that's one thing that Jess needs to do is just kind of. You know, kick him out, and I understand on her behalf. Like it's, it's hard.
0: I know, I know, and I think she knows too. You know, I I think she's aware.
1: Wants to to keep their parent out of their life.
0: Yeah, she. I think we all like. She knows we know, and I think there. It's just everybody also understands that it's not an easy thing.
1: It's not. It's really not, and it's more so. You know, I just kind of stopped talking to him, and and it's right. I kind of forgot about you know. Yeah. Yeah. But you know.
0: But I do feel like I've seen so much growth in you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I tell you this all the time. That's why I'm like, oh, you're such a great young man. I don't know if I tell a you all man. that, but I like <laughs> that's so weird. well. I know.
1: I'm not even that much younger than you. You're
0: not at all. I just, I mean, like, you're a young man, though.
1: That's weird that you say that. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think mean, like, and being with me seems cool, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like her. I really do. And so, you know, it, like I said, we're just like completely opposite, and it just kind of works, right? But you know, there's like, there's like really no complaints there.
0: That's good. That makes me so happy. Um, okay, so next question: What keeps you holding on?
1: Holding on.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned before that you had, like, times about, like, suicide and stuff. So, like, what keeps you here when you go through times like that?
1: Um, honestly, like, like I said before, it's, I, I constantly think, you know, my life could be a lot worse than, you know, what it is. You know, I could be to the point where I don't have a job. And then it can even get worse like that, like, where, you know, people overseas, you know, they're they're going through, you know, everything else, and then that that's even worse than what my situation is, and so I kind of just, like, put thought into that, and it was just like, why should I have these issues when someone else is dying from starvation, things like that, where I have my health still, mm-hmm. but that that was like one of the main things that kind of you know kept me where it was just like well this is this is something that you know i just have to like think about why this is affecting what what is affecting me the most and then that's when i thought about it and then that's when i came to the realization that's like it was more so um you know my dad um that was pretty much putting me into that early grave. And then that's when I was just like, I can't do this anymore. So, you know, when I kind of stopped contacting him about anything, stopped going to see him, that's what just honestly made me start feeling better in every single way.
0: That's amazing. So Good for you. That
1: was something that really helped me a lot.
0: That's so cool. That was a great answer. Thank you so much, Rick. All right, so I have one more question for you because we talked about your other question with the mental health or with the music. Mm-hmm. Um, so my last question for you is how um are comedy and mental health related for you?
1: So, honestly, you know there there's a lot of comedians that are very depressed, and you know there there's a lot of you know when people are making jokes like that, it, it's like you can honestly see what's going on. And I feel like the biggest thing is, like, a lot more people are, who are, like, on the funnier side are more depressed than anything because all they're looking for is that outlet. They're they're looking for almost that... What's the word? Um, you know, they're... I can't even think what the word is. It's bothering me. <laughs> um, they, <laughs> like you know, they're, they're looking for that That outlet, not outlet, but it's, it's more like that approval feeling where it's just like, well,
0: validation
1: almost. Yeah. So you'll have, you know, people that are just like really great comedian, um, like Robin Williams, he was a great comedian and just, you know, ended it because he was depressed because he, he couldn't, you know, make himself happier anymore. You kind of almost saw that happening anyway with his movies going down the trail Mm -hmm. where he was doing like all these really depressed movies. And if you honestly look back on like you know how in his documentary, there's just like so many things that was so visible that nobody
0: realized
1: took took the time to kind of just see how he was because there was things that would. You know, he would think about, you know, child suffering and stuff like that. And that would just make him so upset. Put him in all this depression. So he would constantly feel like that all the time. Because he loved kids. And so that was like his one big thing. Mm-hmm. Was That's why he was depressed most of the time. Because there's all these kids and they're all, you know, all these bad things are happening to them. And so I feel like, you know, comedy and depression, mental health, all that goes hand-in-hand hand together. Yeah. yeah, You know, even, like, there's, like, some comics, like, around here that I could see it in as well. But, you know, there there's always... You you always got to, like, see how someone's doing all the time, even if you only see them maybe, like, you know, once every couple of weeks or whatever, mm-hmm. just to see what's going on. Because you... Honestly, as being a comedian... You know, I want to see the numbers drop from the constant amount of suicides. Like, there's a, there's a few comedians that from this area that just recently died as well. Ah, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Not that I knew, you know, personally. I just knew of them. But there's, like, a lot of people that are, you know, really hurt. That they're just like, holy shit, this person is not around anymore. And... It's just just how it is. And it's just crazy to think that that, that's something that happens just because, you know, they're constantly doing open mics and they're just honestly looking for approval out of everybody. And most of the time you don't get it. So so let's say that you suck. Yeah. That's going to put even way worse of a mentality in your head.
0: Yeah, uh, that yeah, that's crazy. I never really thought of that dynamic or that paradigm or whatever you call it. Wow, that's cool. I mean, it's not cool, but I just no. the connection is like so interesting. So, what
1: I wanted to do for a while, and just won't draw it. So I have to find someone who will. Mm-hmm. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make a shirt, and on the front of it, it's gonna have uh, my name and almost like a blood splatter. Mm-hmm. But then on the back of the shirt, yeah. I'm gonna do like it's gonna be like my like a silhouette of of me with a um, with a microphone cord, uh, a microphone in like the style of like a noose. Yeah. So I would have that on the back, and then what I would wa- what I actually want to do is have the proceeds that you know people get shirts from like, half of that would go to, like, a suicide prevention That's so, <laughs>
0: kind of That's thing. so cool.
1: Yeah, but nobody will draw the, the stupid I design, know, so... I know,
0: I was just thinking, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, give me time to mull that over.
1: Well, it's like, I asked Jess, and I asked, you know, Victoria, Yeah. Like they, I get, I get why they don't want to do it. They don't want to picture me in that... That is like, how
0: I'm feeling right. too. Because
1: it's like you you know me, but right? Anyway, yeah, you like,
0: almost have to hire somebody like that doesn't know you. To yeah, do that or something. You know, I,
1: there's like oh, a few people, I'm, you know, in my job that I could probably see if I could do it. But it's just like, how do I do that without it being work related? Yeah, without it, like, I
0: know you know having someone come
1: after me at work. Right, for
0: right. It's
1: like, can you just drop I some know,
0: members? right? Then, like, I know, and then you'll be like in HR. Um, what, what advice, I know I said I had only one question, but I have one more. <laughs> what advice would you give somebody that, um, was going through what you were going through when you were a teenager? So as, Dad, much as they yeah. don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. It's
1: something that they have to be told. And if it's something where it's the same situation as me, where it's like a parent and their parent is doing that to them, you have to get them out of your life because it's going to put you in an early grave. That that's honestly what the hard truth of it is. You know, that mm, it's like it's hard to say for like people and it's it's something that a lot of people don't want to hear at all cuz it's like who wants to get rid of your parents and stuff like that, but it's like if they're the ones who are putting this kind of negativity in your life,
0: right?
1: There's no reason why you should keep them in your life. No one's forcing you to have them in in your life. You're your own person. If you don't, if you think they're not beneficial to you, don't keep them.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think that I have a lot of people in my life that have gone through that realization. And you wouldn't keep a friend in your life or like a significant other. No.
1: Right, yeah. No. If like, if someone's putting you like, even if it's like you know someone's like abusing you even if if, even if it's that serious and it's like you are so scared that you can't get out of there right you need to you know find a way to get out of those situations because it's like it's not going to benefit you in the least
0: right
1: and that's like the same thing it's like yeah you won't you won't you know care about like if you got rid of know your boyfriend or if like this friend's not doing anything for you so you're just like fuck this person um and then it's like you're gonna feel so much better when you do and and i think that's the hard truth of like what people don't want to go ahead and think about they want you know they they almost find like other things to kind of cope with and that that's a fine that's fine to do Mm -hmm. But it's not going to help your problem.
0: Right.
1: Until you get out the main issue.
0: That's awesome. Hey, okay, well that's cool. Is there anything else you'd like to add?
1: Um, so if I do get those sh- shirts made,
0: right. um,
1: you know, I'll, I'll definitely, you know, give you the link if you want to yeah. you know, put the link somewhere. But I'm going to definitely try. But honestly, yeah, that's, that's mainly it. And it's something that, you know... People just need to, like, kind of take in more so.
0: Yeah, that was great. Thank you so much. Oh,
1: no problem. Have (laughs) a great night, Ray. Oh, you too.
0: Today's recommendation is a podcast I recently listened to called Knowing Robin Williams. I thought since we talked a lot about him, uh, this was a perfect time to share that podcast It goes through his life, uh, talks with different comedians who have worked with him and fills in some of the blanks surrounding his suicide and gives you a great picture of the brilliant man that he was. So I do recommend that. Um, Other than that, I do want to give a shout out to joe burke who made the music for the podcast uh please check out his music he's a beautiful musician i would like to say thank you to everybody who has been listening please remember to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts if you're on apple itunes and you could leave me a review that would always be appreciated and also if you are interested in making a one-time donation to the show. I am getting ready to set up a PayPal um, in order to get that rolling to get some new equipment and keep these stories coming to you. So I really hope that you have a beautiful week and a great holiday season. Happy 2020!